My name is Sarah Yorgrau, and welcome to Now Tell Me Something Good, a podcast fueled by the belief that if we truly desire a more possible future, then we must first begin by expanding the way we observe, relate to, and experience both ourselves and the world around us. After over a decade of working in television and film, traveling deep inside this country and interviewing thousands of people across every walk of life, I know one thing for absolute certain, that a more possible future is within our grasp. So join me each week as I take you behind the curtain of how I stay optimistic, introduce you to inspiring individuals and organizations that will uplift your spirits, and leave you with some soul-nourishing tangibles to help you maintain or ignite your own fire, strong enough to keep yourself and others warm with possibility. Hello and welcome to episode one. Wow, I have been wanting to make a podcast for years, years I've had it on my list of things to do. But up until recently, the narrative that was driving and ruling my operating system at the time was a story that it was going to be, you know, too complicated or logistically challenging or demand too much of my time. Whatever these limiting beliefs are, they're just stories. These are just stories. Because no matter if you identify with it or not, you are a storyteller. Every single one of us is a storyteller. And the sooner that we embrace this as a fundamental truth of our reality the more empowered, connected, and playful our experience gets to become. And for those of us who might be in a season of sleepiness around our power, or maybe have never formally woken up to our power, here is a dead fish slap in the face reality check to wake you up. Life is incredibly short. And perhaps counterintuitively, particularly for those of us raised in the West, where we have a complete culture of denial and we have an allergy towards it even conceptually, this is something good because our mortality is the thing that infuses our life with meaning, the grounding and anchoring truth that we can keep returning to that allows us to really check ourselves, check our stories, our choices, ask ourselves, do I want to spend my brief little blip of a precious life in a mindset that is expanded and full of possibility, or do I want to live in a mindset that is contracted and filled with fear and limitation? On today's inaugural episode, we're going to be exploring the mindset and the way of storytelling that enhances our sense of possibility more than any other mindset I've ever experienced. And trust me, I have tried many. In fact, this particular mindset is the driving force behind everything we're going to be covering on Now Tell Me Something Good. And thus, it's the most appropriate and critical foundation for our time together. By the end of this episode, you can expect to have some tools, practices, and immediate takeaways that you can begin incorporating and experiencing today. Now, before we all rip off our clothes and dive into this pool together, let me just quickly give you a little bit of context for those of you who may have been living under a rock and maybe just hearing my voice for the very first time. My name is Sarah Yorgrau. Yep, you heard it right. Your Grau, longtime TV producer, professional storyteller, social anthropologist, and first-time human. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that you are as well, which by default makes neither of us the absolute expert on anything. This is a first-time ride for all of us. So if you take nothing else from this season, this episode, or our time together, let it be this. You know best about you. And while I'm really hopeful that my intimate sharing of my life and conversations and things that have worked for me do spark a little light and clarity, or even reflect as a mirror of your greater possibility, anything I reveal in you that feels like a big aha, uh -huh, you already knew. 
Now, just before we begin, let's take a brief pause to reflect on the profound amount of change we have endured over these past few years, both personally and collectively. I want us to bring this to the very front of our minds for us to pull from as evidence against any resistance or limiting narratives that may flare up in opposition to the belief that we are entirely capable of changing and evolving our thinking, perspectives, and behavior. Today, we're going to be talking about the evidence-backed belief that the quickest, most effective way to really change our outer worlds begins first and foremost with changing the way we perceive and navigate our inner worlds. And to do that begins with optimism, or as I define it here, the belief that things can be better and the audacity to try. Somewhere within this blissful and occasional dumpster fire of our contemporary landscape, the idea of optimism has gotten swept up in the destructive tidal waves of toxic positivity, naivete, and delusion. Well, y'all, I am here to take that back. Because depriving ourselves of the transformative power of healthy, grounded optimism means depriving ourselves of the fullness of our personal and collective capacity. Optimism, as I identify with it and as I try my damnedest to hold on to, is a way of thinking that acknowledges the full complexity of life, while also providing us with the courage and audacity to actually endeavor solutions. But it's a word that has a ton of association with it, right? So let's take a few moments to acknowledge the very real blocks, triggers, or associations that you might have with this word that could perhaps hinder you from cultivating a more empowered mindset. For some of you, optimism might conjure up escapist or stress-avoidant behavior. For others, you might wonder whether it's even morally right to search for glimpses of light in such a hurting world. I hear you. These thoughts reveal totally valid concerns. And fortunately for us, those concerns have nothing to do with grounded optimism. Allow me to anchor this in a little bit of science, will ya? Hordes of research, hordes of research. Every time I say hordes, I think of Horton, here's a who. Horton of research studies exist showing the direct link between the way people look at the world and what happens to them physically, a direct link. In fact, a recent review of over 15,000 studies, 15,000 studies with over 200,000 participants found a 35% lower chance of cardiovascular disease, vascular, it's a rough one, a lot of syllables in there, of cardiovascular disease and high blood pressure amongst optimists. Other evidence-based studies have revealed that optimistic people are 50 to 70% more likely to reach the age of 85 than compared to their less optimistic peers. But with total respect for rocket science, this is not rocket science, right? It actually like makes logical sense, doesn't it? Our relationship to stress is often attributed to our relationship with future possibility. By expecting that things could get better ahead, coupled with believing in our own power to shift our circumstances, even by a few degrees, we become better able to move more quickly through the otherwise degenerating stress to a more empowered, clear state of being, a state of heightened possibility and increased opportunity to act and change your circumstance. Optimism is not about avoiding life's pain or downplaying life's challenges. In fact, if we want a life full of the good stuff, the real stuff, deep meaning, true love, emotional strength, creative liberation, it requires opening ourselves up to the uncomfortable lessons of the great teachers of our life. Grief, loss, failure, rage. So many teachers, so many things to learn. However, when these emotions stop informing us 
and these teachers have nothing left to teach us, we owe it to this brief blip of a life to return again and again to the mindset that always will illuminate our path forward, optimism. And optimism isn't even about avoiding frustration. In fact, optimism and frustration are very complementary bandmates whose music inspires many of us to finally get up and actually act to change the status quo of our life. Optimism gives us the fuel to take back our power by clarifying and then amplifying what we actually can control. But like all things real, sustaining, and worthwhile in this life, optimism is a slow and steady shift. That's just the way all the good stuff forms. But do not be fooled. The subtle practices that I'm about to share with you will shift your life. And as you open yourself up to this new way of thinking, you'll notice your brain rebel more and more against the disempowering messages and societal stories that tell you that you aren't capable of positively impacting the world, your community, or even yourself. Because as I think we know by now, in the quietest part of our souls, it's actually the possibility of our lives, not the impossibility that terrifies us most. Now let's dive into some tangibles, shall we? I'm gonna walk you through the core tenets I practice and share with anyone wanting to develop their own optimism practice in their lives, right here, right now. Number one, agency. Narrowing in on what we can control. When I think about optimism, I think about this Noam Chomsky quote. I actually have it on my wall over here. It says, optimism is a strategy for making a better future because unless you believe that the future can be better, you are unlikely to step up and take responsibility for making it so. Classic gnome, am I right? And as someone who really likes things practical, tangible, who loves the flowery language of things, but also really needs that pragmatic, easy, accessible, tangible tool to practice building both skills and confidence with. Because belief takes work, it takes effort. So to help me feel more buoyant and confident and empowered as I'm navigating these seas of change, these rocky seas, I cling on to this life raft, a mantra that says, my beliefs have the power to change what I see and perceive. Because anytime I am going through any kind of change, I like to pummel myself with as much evidence and reminders as possible. Because the reality is that while each and every one of us may be pulling from the same deck, we have been dealt a very different set of cards. Some of us are dealing with systemic inequities, mental health challenges, circumstances that make accessing this kind of information very challenging, but it is possible because optimism is a learnable mindset and mindsets are just beliefs, powerful beliefs, but something made up and controlled in our mind. Unfortunately for us, we can change our minds. If you make the decision to believe that a solution to your challenge does in fact exist, somewhere out there it exists, you are more likely to see the possibilities and feel more inspired, motivated, and programmed to act. Optimism is the framework that primes the mind for this kind of possibility and solution-based thinking. Here is an exercise that I use at least twice a week particularly anytime I have any kind of anxiety or stress. You know, it's, it's an every week thing because it's just basic spiritual hygiene. The way I brush my teeth, I take a shower, I do this assessment. So take a moment to grab a piece of paper or open up your notepad, anywhere where you can write something down. Really commit to yourself that you're gonna be honest. For those of you who are anything like me, who have like a little tendency to write as if we are Harriet the Spy or Anne Frank and our journals are gonna be published globally one day, let's decide that this one isn't gonna go to print. The first thing we're gonna do is write down three disempowering narratives or perceptions about your life that you're holding right now. 
thoughts that maybe you've outgrown or could be blocking you from a more empowered possibility. Don't filter or think too hard, just write them down. When you've listed all three of them out, beside that, counter that with three extremely empowering thoughts. Now, pull back and look at these two extremes you've written. They're both fictitious stories. Which one of those do you want to use your imagination to actually support? Number two, gentle acceptance, then gratitude. Gentle acceptance of our current reality is one of the first steps towards freeing ourselves from that white knuckle grip of our expectations of what should have been and what was supposed to be. So we can begin to embrace the possibilities of what is, and most importantly, what could be. Because honestly, at the end of the day, almost everything comes back to physics, doesn't it? If we're expending energy towards anxiety and stress and the worst case scenario worlds, what would it look like if we rechanneled that powerful, precious energy towards something that will actually help us solve our problems? Whenever I'm feeling just mentally unwell, or I'm finding myself feeling really doomsday. I can, I can hear the rumble of that boulder of stress and anxiety coming at me. I interrupt it with a moment of agency by asking myself a question. I ask myself, what can I learn from this situation? How can this energy that absolutely sucks, how can it help change me, help me grow or see a new perspective, right? How am I gonna make this work in my favor? And by spending energy, problem solving versus problem lamenting for too long, we begin to be able to take back our power more quickly. However, easier said than done, right? Which leads us to our third and final tenant, most fundamental law of optimism. Optimism is a muscle. It's a practice that compounds day by day, 1% shifts by 1% shifts, aha by aha, until suddenly one day you've woken up with a whole new habit. Some days it's gonna feel exciting and energizing, and other days you're gonna be asking yourself, am I just doomed to the gloom? Is anything actually happening? Oh, but it is, my friend. It most certainly is. Because as you toil on the top level of life, the seeds of change are working hard to germinate in the only place where all real core shifts actually happen, deep and quiet below the surface. One day, seemingly out of the blue, you're gonna simply observe yourself gliding through and boomeranging back to a more balanced perspective more quickly than you had before. And you know, this is life work, right? If you're feeling skeptical or blocked to even the idea that you can think differently, that's perfectly normal. We have all been inundated with disempowering messages and possibility limiting beliefs about our human nature for most of our lifetime. Here is one of the most transformational things you can do for your life that will take you three minutes a day. Every night before bed, write down three things that happened that day that you are grateful for or that went well. Even if you had a horrible day, especially if you had a horrible day, take three minutes to do this. Trust me, the most basic act of reviewing from a different lens helps us find nuance and color in our otherwise black and white thinking. Now, for all of you who are not musical theater majors, some of these things are gonna feel pretty corny for you, but I wanna just offer you this. Corn is delicious. It's a very popular staple at a barbecue. So consider sinking your teeth into it and just see if you like the taste. Now, before I leave you to chow down, let's wrap this up in a final summary. If you remember one thing, remember this. Optimism is a practice, one that I've been practicing and cultivating and falling on and off the horse my entire life. And while some days fog up and splash mud water all over my rose-colored glasses more than others, I can tell you with absolute confidence 
that the repeated micro shifts of thinking and the exercises to get there that I've shared with you have fundamentally changed the ways in which I perceive reality for the better. Because this life we're living, it's hard and it's beautiful, full of great suffering and tremendous pleasure. And so we deserve a mindset that's gonna keep us leveled in perspective as we navigate all of life's upcoming twists and turns. Something to keep us believing enough to get out of bed each day and try again. Optimism is that mindset. Because getting in the arena of our life takes courage. But staying there long enough to see changes through, that takes belief. To believe so deeply in the power of your light, the light we all have, the light we are all born with, that you no longer fear the shadow of uncertainty. So thank you for spending your time, your most valuable currency, with me. I hope that these ideas have given you as much value and pleasure to receive as they've given me in sharing with you. Back in the world you go, a little bit more optimistic, with your head in possibility, and feet firmly on the ground. Until next time. This podcast is brought to you by Common Ground Studios, a content studio and storytelling lab dedicated to creating a more possible future. 